Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 195 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we're going to be talking about patella mobility and patella mobilizations. We'll be discussing how to assess patella mobility. We'll be going over the patella apprehension sign and the moving patella apprehension test. We'll be discussing the position that uh, puts the patella in the most relaxed position. Um, And we're also going to be talking about how to mobilize a hypomobile patella. We'll be talking about some treatment tips and so much more. But if you don't mind holding just for a moment, we will take a a bit to uh, hear a word from our sponsors. Thanks. At MedCore Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more. Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority. Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions. Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedCorePro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCore. And we keep you moving forward. Welcome back. So today we're recording in my favorite studio, uh, which is outdoors right now. It's absolutely beautiful in northern Maine, and uh, we don't have long summers, so I am so taking advantage of this. But if the quality of the recording is not up to snuff, and there's something that maybe you don't like, like the chirping birds or the cars going by or something like that, please let me know, and I'll confine myself to my house on a very beautiful day just for you folks because I care about you so much. And I love doing this stuff and I really want to get this out on a timely basis. So um, let's talk about patella mobility today. And then I also I thought about, well, this is going to be a really short podcast. Patella mobility is not a lot to talk about. But then as I got going here and thinking about this, I was like, wow, we could spend like, you know, hours on patella mobility. But let's talk about the nitty gritty here and the most important stuff. This is definitely going to be a podcast episode for all medical providers across the board, okay? Anybody who's working with orthopedic patients really needs to know a little bit about patella mobility. You don't necessarily need to know how to mobilize it unless you're a physical therapist. But if um, you're a, a, an FNP, a PA, uh, a, you know, PT and you're, or a chiropractor and you're assessing a knee and you grab a hold of that kneecap and you see some instability or some hypomobility, less than desired mobility, um, then, uh, you know, that can help with the diagnosis of this patient. So let's start with a little anatomy here. The patella is a sesamoid bone, okay? And it's the biggest sesamoid bone in the body. You've got a couple underneath the uh, toes also. And that patella resides in your quadricep tendon, okay? It sits in that femoral groove. It helps to protect the front of the knee, okay? And it's super important in regards to being a fulcrum, okay? So just like taking a pry bar, trying to get like a rock out of the ground, it's always better to put another rock underneath a pry bar so you can use that as a fulcrum, okay? Your kneecap does the same thing. And I've seen several patients who don't have kneecaps. Uh, they've had them removed uh, because of some issue of some sort. And so, um, you know, they just cannot quite produce the force 
uh, into knee extension that those people with a patella can can do or uh, what they can do with their contralateral side. Um, so as far as movement of the patella, it moves superiorly and inferiorly the most um, and a little bit less medially and laterally, okay? And why is that? Well, that patella sits in that femoral groove. And some people inherently have a very shallow groove there. They're born that way, so they may always have this hypermobile patella, okay? But when you're assessing the, the patella and the patellofemoral joint, make sure you put that knee in full extension, okay? Because once you pass the 30-degree mark into flexion, the kneecap starts to sit into that femoral groove, and it's more stabilized, and it's just harder to move because you just have this bony buttress on the medial and lateral side, okay? So you're just pushing bone against bone, and it really doesn't give you a good assessment of the soft tissues, all right? So, some people naturally have hypermobility and some people are naturally tight and have very little patellar mobility. Um, it doesn't mean that we have to worry about all these folks. They're, they're, they're really the key is, you know, are there symptoms associated with the hyper or the hypomobility? Okay. And, you know, what is too much and what is too little? That's been kind of controversial over the years. You know, some people say that um, you should be able to push 50% of the patella over the medial femoral condyle medially, and that is adequate motion. And then you are supposed to push 25% of your patella over the lateral femoral condyle laterally. And that's, uh, and that's you know, a little more natural. So now let's talk a little bit about hypermobility. And I want to talk about the apprehension test. So basically what you're doing is you're keeping your patient in a seated position. The knee is in full extension and you're simply taking that patella. I like to stand on the injured side and I take uh, the tips of both index fingers. I put it on the medial aspect of the patella and I pull it out laterally toward me. I do this very slowly. And if the patient has uh, some significant instability like a dislocation, prior dislocation, uh, subluxation, or has like a MPFL tear, they um, are, are going to become apprehensive, which means they're more likely going to grab a hold of your arm and they're going to feel like that kneecap is coming out. It's not always necessarily a painful motion, okay? But it's that sense of the kneecap coming out. So they, they get a little jumpy uh, and um, don't mistake it for people who just don't like their kneecaps touched. There are a lot of people out there that you, you mobilize their kneecaps and they want to start dry heaving um, just because they just think it's so weird. It doesn't mean that they have a kneecap problem. Um, but just make sure that you discern the difference between the two. So you pull that kneecap laterally. If they kind of jump a little bit and they feel like it's going to come out, they grab for your arm, that's a positive apprehension test. Now, the other thing you could do um, would be the moving apprehension sign, which basically you... Keep them in full extension. You pull that kneecap out laterally a little bit and you have them flex the knee to 90 degrees and then back to zero. And you compare that to pushing the kneecap medially lightly while they flex from zero to 90 degrees and back to zero. If they feel better when you hold that kneecap into a medial position, that is a positive moving apprehension sign. And I use that a lot with people. I'll even push the kneecap in and have them do a quad set. And if they have less discomfort, it tells me that this is some sort of a patellofemoral dysfunction and sometimes an unstable patella. Okay. Um, why, why do become, why do 
kneecaps or, or patellae become hypermobile, um, it could be due to injury. Uh, I, had a, I had a friend who had his kneecap basically uh, kicked out laterally, so it dislocated and fractured and uh, tore his uh, medial patellofemoral ligament. Um, this could be a hereditary issue. Some folks just have hyperlaxity throughout, and uh, that's the way they're put together. Some people have an inherently shallow femoral groove, and uh, therefore the patella just doesn't sit in that groove, uh, you know, very solidly. So uh, those are some of the reasons why some people might have a um, a hypermobile patella. Now let's talk about hypomobility. Usually we see this happen um, in patients who have a lot of lateral patellaretinacular tightness. The patella doesn't move medially very well. Sometimes that patella is going to be tilted out laterally toward the lateral femoral condyle. So you try to push that, that kneecap medially. It really just doesn't want to budge away from that, um, that patellofemoral groove. And then, you know, sometimes uh, these folks will have... Uh, you know, a little bit of uh, tenderness with lateral patella compression syndrome, and that tenderness will be in that supralateral patellofemoral ridge. Um, this could be, t- you know, due to lateral patellofemoral, um, you know, tightness. The lateral retinaculum is really tight. The IT band could be contributing to this. And also a weak VMO that is not dragging that kneecap or hauling that kneecap medially will allow that kneecap to set laterally a lot, and then it just becomes tighter and tighter and tighter. Now, again, there are, um, you know, many reasons why people can have this. Again, you know, injury, trauma. I saw a young man who was 16 years old who had an ACL reconstruction about uh, at the one-year mark. He he was doing really, really well. And then I saw him about two or three months after that, after he was done therapy, and he said, I can't squat anymore. I can't squat. I can't jump. can't play basketball. can't do a thing. Um, Came into the clinic, and I, I recognized that his patella was literally not moving at all. Um, I tried to have him do a, a, a single-legged squat. He could not do that. And this, this kid was physically fit and, and really active, uh, you know, individual athlete. And um, so when I, you know, when I had him try to squat, he just couldn't do it at all. He couldn't even, he, he could barely do it with both legs. It was that bad. Um, so I spent some time mobilizing that patella, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And um, he got off the table and he was able to do a single-legged squat. He was able to jump. He was, it was remarkable. It was just like instantaneous, just by improving that patella mobility just a little bit. So it is very, very important, okay? If these folks are tight, they do need a little bit more mobility there. Um, how do we treat these? Well, let's start talking about the hypermobile patella, the the, the patella that's kind of flying all over the place, okay? Sometimes you need to start with some external stability. Now, if I don't need to use a brace or taping, I'll try to avoid it, and I'll try to work on strength and and dynamic stability as much as possible. But some people are just so loose, they just need something that is going to hold that patella in that that groove, and um, it allows the quad to just function better. And then as they get better, the swelling settles down, and maybe they um, are feeling less stable and have less episodes of subluxation, then we can start to get away from those types of things. But I like to use my Connell taping. Um, I don't do it often, but it's very diagnostic. So if I grab a hold of that kneecap and I push it medially and uh, they feel significantly more stable and they feel stronger, 
that tells me something. Okay, that that tells me that um, we're stabilizing that kneecap. And remember, there are different reasons why people develop reflex inhibition. And and some of the time, not only does swelling or inflammation and pain cause it, but instability can cause it. Okay, and so this can really shut the quad down. But then, you know, if they feel good with the tape. They, oftentimes people can't tape themselves very well. So I'll put them into a brace, you know, like a lateral J brace or uh, an on-track brace, something that can just either pull that kneecap medially a little bit or just hold it from riding out laterally too much. Um, and then I really get on quadricep reactivation exercises as soon as possible. And these folks, because they're so unstable between 30 and 0 degrees, I might start them between 30 and 90 degrees with isometric activities, working into some, um, you know, eccentrics, concentrics, and ultimately, you know, close chain exercises in those ranges and then working closer and closer to 0 as they get better. Um, some folks are so hypermobile or they, they tear their medial patellofemoral um the MPFL, and uh, they, they just, you know, can't stabilize that knee. We can't stabilize that knee, so they have to have surgery and have that repaired. And, um, you know, that is always kind of like the last resort, uh, but uh, that can be very beneficial. We've seen some people do really well after that. Um, and how do we treat hypomobility, okay, that real tight kneecap? Well, I am huge on patella mobilization. That lateral retinaculum can get really, really tight, okay? Um, so, if somebody has lateral retinacular tightness, I am taking that kneecap and I am pushing it medially while the leg is in full extension. And I'm not just oscillating it back and forth. A lot of people do that. They just kind of push it medial and lateral, medial, lateral. And they just kind of, you know, play around with it like it's a marble or something like that. Um, but it really is not enough to stretch that retinacular tissue, which is more like a plastic-like fiber. So I really get both thumbs in there and I push it medially. If they can't stand that, then what I'll do is I'll use the palm of my hand, okay, the thenar and hypothenar eminence part. I'll put that on the lateral side of the kneecap and I'm going to push medially and I'm going to hold that okay it's extremely extremely rare that people um lose mobility to the lateral side it's usually to the medial side there it's almost always tightness in the lateral retinacular region um so I'm always mobilizing them medially and I'm, I'm putting some pressure on that. I'm really getting a nice low load, long duration stretch. I'm holding for 30 seconds and then relaxing. I might precede it with a little heat or ultrasound to that lateral retinaculum. Uh, and then I'll do some nice long stretching with them. Now, if somebody has some tightness inferiorly, which we see also like in uh, patella inferior syndrome, which we just uh, recently spoke about uh, on our last podcast. And, uh, you know, I really mobilize that patella superiorly. I'm really going to push on that on that uh, patella and stretch that patella tendon as much as I can, again, with a nice low load, long duration stretch. Um, and ultimately, what we want to do is, you know, we've just improved the mobility of that peripatellar region. We now need to keep it strong and get it strong and, and hold that patella in place. So strengthening is integral. Um, you, you can't treat all patellofemoral patients the same way. Um, they all respond differently. That's the, the difficult thing with patellofemoral dysfunction. And it's so difficult to treat sometimes because it's just not a standard program. You find the angles that work, you work in those ranges, and then you expand those ranges as they get better. Um, 
Again, I have seen some people undergo surgery for, you know, uh, hypomobility issues, especially people with uh, a lateral tilt or significant lateral patellar compression syndrome. Uh, You know, folks will have... Uh, surgery to help place that kneecap more medially and or like have a lateral release, which I know is a thing of the past, but I have had excellent success with those who have had lateral releases and um, those folks do well. So surgery is also indicated for those who don't respond conservatively. But I think everybody would agree that Conservative treatment really is the first uh, step here in treating both these issues, uh, unless it's a traumatic uh, injury or accident or something like that. You really treat it conservatively and see how people respond. Once they get stronger, they usually do better. Um, And then surgery is kind of like the last resort. Um, Folks, that's a lot of information on patellofemoral and, um, you know, issues, the patella, how to mobilize it, how to test it, um, and, uh, and all that good stuff. I am so excited about podcasting and and more topics. I have so many more to come. And um, what I'm going to do is uh, keep laying them out there for you. Please send me your questions uh, on anything orthopedic. I'd be more than happy to do a podcast on it. And uh, if you haven't been to our YouTube channel, we have a lot of new videos up. And uh, we just put one up on patella mobilization. And so be sure to check that out. I'll put the link in the show notes today. And again, folks, thank you so much for listening. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.